What's up, everybody? Kevin Wagstaff here. I'm so pumped about this episode. We have Super Inspector in the house today, and they're one of the biggest companies in the country, if not the biggest. And they are just so sharp and on point. They brought their leadership team. So we have five people on this interview for part of it. And then Donnie jumps on to have six people from their team on the call. And we, we go through everything from vision, building leaders, training inspectors, um, how they do verbal summaries, all the way to concierge services and liability. Um, and we get into everything and everything they say seems so profound. And because I think they really are intentional and they think through everything they do. And they're just so practical um, in how they approach business and it's clearly worked for them. And so whether you're a brand new inspector or a big multi wanting to get where super inspector is at, this one is full of info so much so that we had to break it into two episodes. So I encourage you to watch both parts. Um, they're both about 45, 50 minutes each. So I'll link to um, part two and a uh, link to part one and part two. So check them out. hope you enjoy it and uh, let me know what you think. Well, Angela, thanks for bringing the party. I initially emailed you to be on the pod and you said, you know what, I'm going to bring everybody and I love it. Um, I don't think we've ever done something like this before on the pod. So thanks everybody for taking some time to chat. And this isn't everybody. So this is just a very small part. <laughs> I guess it's everybody that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we won't tell anyone else. It speaks to the scale of your company though. So I'd, I'd love, um, you know, if you all could just go around the horn, introduce yourselves and uh, whoever wants to take kind of giving the the snapshot of where the business is at today, because you all are an impressive company, um, one of the biggest and best in the industry. So I'm excited. Want to start? Well, yeah, you guys are. Okay. Oh, Angela, you set <laughs> this up. Williams, you have to go first. Uh, what all are we saying? <laughs> Tell us who you are, who you are, what you do, your background, just uh, for everyone, you know, for, all, so, for an inspector out there that's not an IEB, has no idea who you people are. That's what, that's what I want them to hear. Angela Williams, um, co-owner with Blake, and Blake will be better at describing this than I am, but um, uh, gosh, my role is uh, CEO, um, so uh, of the super inspector side of the business, and um, there's, I just do a lot of things. So um, I used to say queen of everything, and Dirk got on to me one time at a, at a mastermind <laughs> for saying that. So you didn't like that? No, it's not. Oh. Um, you know, when we started, and we may get into this later, but you know, it just used to be Blake and I in our in the back room of our house in Sanger, um, in a little bitty town outside of Dallas and um, out in the country. And uh, now, you know a hundred people. So, um, in just a few short years. So I don't know, I do something here. You do something right. I want to get back to that origin story. I love origin stories. Everyone loves hearing origin <laughs> stories. Um, uh, but Blake, we'll let, we'll let you take a hack at this. Yeah. I'm Blake Williams. I'm the co-founder and president of Super Inspector. Uh, we own the business Angel and I together. And, um, yeah, so we, we started growing a company. I started in the inspection industry way back in 1998. I was working for my father's inspection company. I uh, started my own company in 2009 just as a sole proprietor. And in 2013, uh, we decided we needed to build a company, a business, because we had some uh, personal goals that we wanted to achieve, as well as 
We needed, we had kids that were coming of college age and we needed to pay for that. And we didn't want them to go into debt to go to school. And we, so we needed an avenue to have more resources. And so we decided we had to start building a company. And uh, so in 2014, we hired our first inspector. In 2013, Angela came into the business. We hired um, an assistant, administrative assistant. 2014, we hired our first two inspectors. And um, that year we did, it, let's see, $250,000 worth of business in 2014. And um, we'll come up on, what, about $8 million this year. Uh, and with now over 100, 100 team members across seven divisions. So we have our inspection company. We have a concierge service. We have, and when I say inspection, we have it divided between residential and commercial. So we count that as two divisions. Um, we have our concierge service. We have a super team handyman and renovations company. We have our uh, super team pest service. Uh, we have um, a super inspector training academy, which is our education division. So we do education for inspectors and realtors Don't sell Je Jeff's thunder. <laughs> and we have a technology division that we are developing a real estate marketplace platform uh, that's different than anything that's out there right now we haven't launched that yet we hope to be launching that September 1st uh, but that keeps you know how technology is it keeps getting pushed back <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's all seven right oh man yeah. Amazing. We're going to dig into all of that. Um, instead, I still can't believe in seven years you're at where you're at. Um, so we'll, we'll get more into that, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go around the horn, keep hearing everyone uh, what they do and their, their backstory. And then we'll jump back into that stuff. Yeah. He's still all everyone's thunder. Everyone. Um, <laughs> he's good at speaking. He's well-trained at this. Yeah, yes. We, we let him, we let him do what he wants. Um, I am Delta Napolitano. I am Blake and Angela's daughter. I started in the business when I was 10 or 11, working for my grandpa's inspection company, filing papers and filling envelopes. I used to answer phones um, in the scheduling office, and I did some marketing at real estate offices with my mom. Um, I officially, officially joined the team in 2019, starting the concierge division. So now I am, along with Mr. Jeff Howell here, we were, part, we were partners in crime, starting that whole division there. And now I am CEO of Super Team Services. So I'm over a couple of, of the divisions that he mentioned, the pest, handyman, and concierge. Love it. That's stuff. That stuff excites me so much. We'll talk about more of that in a minute. Um, Jeff, let's let's kick to you. Yeah, so um, I joined Super Inspector in 2017. Mm -hmm. and I was inspecting for a while out in the field, a couple of years, and then kind of slowly started coming in and helping them build different divisions. We started on a dedicated commercial division, and then I helped them move over and was working with Delta um, on all those different divisions within Super Team Services. But right now I'm working on a school Super Inspector Training Academy. So we have been a CE provider in Texas uh, from the beginning, working with real estate agents, but we're trying to be a qualifying provider as well. So our main goal, our main mission is just raise the standard of, in the inspection industry. It's help people to gain confidence and competence and all that in their vocational skills. But secondly, we're trying to you know work to um, 
to kind of crack the nut on how you can inspect people and get them into the field in a confident way in a little more quickly fashion, quicker fashion. So that's, it's kind of mixed all together. Love it. And you guys are going national with that, right? With school. Yeah. Well, yeah, eventually we will. Yeah. So we're going to have, we have aggressive plan for expansion. Blake can talk more about that over the next few years and, you know, we'll have to match that too. So awesome. I think there's a big need for it. Big need for it. Um, so a lot of people just come, you know, second career to the industry yes. as inspectors. And so if we can get it in place, then we can start recruiting, you know, out of high school, out of college, out of tech schools, whatever. Yeah. And, all know, the it's, a, it's a great viable career. People just don't they just stumble on it usually. So we want to be more proactive. Big fan. Big fan. Um, I want to talk more about that too. We're gonna an hour's not gonna be enough time, by the way. Um, Ashley, let's let's jump to you. So, hi, I'm Ashley Moore. I am director of growth for Super Inspector. Um, you know, I've been with the company with Blake and Angela for almost five years now. And I, I know, isn't that crazy, Angela? Um, it's like two or three. It cannot be five. It's crazy. Um, but I always like to say that this is an opportunity that fell into my lap. And I always call it the most like serendipitous thing that ever happened to me because I was looking for you know, an amazing opportunity and somebody that had a great vision and it literally just fell into my lap and it was, you know, perfect timing. And I had the opportunity of um, being a part of the first expansion for Super Inspector. So I, you know, Super Inspector expanded into Austin and I was able to go out and grow that territory. And, you know, that was five years ago. And here we are now, we had two growth reps in the company doing marketing. Um, and we are now a team of eight and expanding. Um, and it's been such a wild ride to watch this just rapid growth along the way. Um, and right now, kind of what we're focusing on is just training and developing um, you know, these growth reps that come on board with us and presenting them with the same opportunity and the vision that was given to me. Yeah, it's a human, a very human centric, uh, you know, problem once you get to a certain scale, right? I mean, Dirk always talks about that in IEP. Um, well, congrats to everyone, to all of you for even being part of this. This is an amazing uh, vision. I want to hear about the vision, um, Angela and Blake, because I know that's a big part of what you do, big part of IEB. It's a big part of, I think, any company that's going somewhere and growing. And so I kind of want to hear how it's evolved over the years. I'm kind of curious about that because I remember stumbling through our vision as a company many years ago, and it's, I still stumbled through it half the time, but it's getting better. So initially, Angela and I thought that, you know, if we could have eight inspectors working for us, that would generate about a million dollars a year in annual revenue. It was going to be uh, you. That's redundant, but a million dollars a year yeah. in revenue, and, you know, that all our dreams would come true, right? But then very quickly, I started thinking, well, how are we going to attract and retain the best people? Because if, if we limit our vision to that, then people working for us have limited opportunity and they will leave for better opportunities, right? We didn't, we want to offer not a dead end job, but um, opportunity to uh, for everybody involved to, to get what they want out of life. And uh, so I told Angela, I said, we're just going to have to continually expand in order to create a company, you know, that 
the most fulfilling thing for me is knowing that we have a company where people want to work for us. I mean, we have phone calls uh, every day, inspectors calling, wanting to come to work for us. And our team members tell me every day that how much they enjoy working with Super Inspector and Super Team Services. And that's what is driving me now. And so our vision has continually expanded. So we went from a vision of eight inspectors and a million dollars a year in revenue to being a vision of being the largest inspection company in Texas to now our, our vision is to be the largest real, privately held real estate service company in the nation. And that's all tied into what our mission is. And, I, and I'm going to ask, Jeff does such a good job of tying all this together and explaining um, how this has kind of evolved that I, I'm going to tap him on the shoulder and ask him if he'll kind of talk about it, if, 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 if you like, how our mission and vision are tied together. Yeah, so the mission's to be the biggest, right? But our, it's really, I mean, excuse me, the vision, but the mission is to create opportunity and super experiences for our clients and our team members and everybody we serve. And that's the grounding for it. If it was just to be the biggest alone, then everybody would feel like a cog in the wheel, right? Oh, they're just using me because they have some vision to be the biggest. But as Blake was explaining, it's we need to be the largest because it's continual expansion of opportunity for people. Trying to put them on a rate, you know, on a track for success. And so it has to be that way. It's kind of like Simon said, it never ending game, right? It just you're going forward all the time. So that's and but Blake, the it's the mission has evolved a little bit here and there, but it's always started with that spirit. Blake has always had that spirit about it in terms of I want to give opportunity to people. I'm doing this for other people. And um our splits have always been larger and we've had to work with that because he's always trying to just create opportunity and give to other people. And um, Blake should tell you a little bit too about the, you know, in home inspection, a lot of times you, what you're trying to do is just CYA, right? And all, everything is judged on liability. So I'm gonna follow standards of practice and I don't wanna do anything that's gonna be any, make me liable in any way, shape or form. And that's the standard that you're living to but super inspectors done it totally different. We don't worry about liability. We want to serve the customer. And so the client, talk about that, Blake, kind of the client, how that came about in your mind. And, you know. Yeah, you know, I just remember one night I was, uh, I used to sit in my recliner. That was my office. Um, <laughs> And write reports at night. I mean, and I fall would, asleep. Yeah. Not, okay. Yeah. Well, we won't name names of the of the report writing software. <laughs> but it was yeah. very tedious. Yeah. And so yeah, I would spend, spend long hours. hours. I would spend hours at night it was the writing reports. And um, I just remember one night. What? So, I, like, I would I would have dinner and whatever, and sit down about eight o'clock and start writing reports. And I'd go to sleep and wake up at midnight and work a little bit more and go to sleep and wait. And uh, I just remember sitting there one night and thinking to myself, you know, this report is just crap. It's just CYA everywhere, not giving any advice, not really telling the client anything. It's just here's a possible defect, you need to get somebody else to look at it. Here's a defect, you need to get somebody else to look at it. And I said, I, I didn't feel good about that at all. And, um, and you know, I could see it from my clients, um, you know, with some of the complaints I would get. 
Um, and you could see it from contractors saying, oh, that inspector doesn't know anything or, you know, that's not code or whatever. And so I said, I'm just going to start putting a lot more into these reports, even though everybody in the industry is telling me not to, right? Everybody in the industry is, oh, don't put all that in your report. Don't put, don't cite code in your report. Don't give recommendations in your report. Don't tell them how to repair it in your report because all those things increase your liability. And I thought, you know, if you, if you do a great job for your clients, give, give them what they want and um, build trust with them, then, you're, then that's what really mitigates your risk is doing a great job for your client. It's not, you know, putting less and less, giving your client less and less of what they want. And so we started doing, I started doing things like um, we, we started structuring our statements in three ways. We would, you know, describe the defect of what we observed and then what are the implications of that particular problem and then what our recommendation was and our recommendation is not going to be always just further evaluation it might be replace the batteries in the smoke detector or something like you know something more concrete um, and then because contractors were always coming back and saying oh that's not code we don't have to do that or the code says this I started putting code references in the report Again, where the entire industry is telling us not to do that uh, because it increases your liability. Um, and the reason I did that was to give my clients the information that they needed to communicate with contractors after the fact. Because if a contractor says, oh, you don't have to do that, it's not code, they can say, well, here's the code, tell me why we don't have to do it, right? And I've never gotten any, um, negative pushback um, on that, on having code references in our report. And, you know, since we've been doing it for six or seven years. Um, and our reports have been sent to TREC and TREC hasn't said anything about it, the Texas Real Estate Commission. Uh, and, and lawyers have looked at our reports and not said anything about the code citation. So anyway. So this is... <laughs> I have to comment on this because one, this, this drove me nuts when I was a realtor um, of having inspectors just kind of give me the canned statement of contact a qualified professional. It almost got, it was maddening. And, and then getting into the industry and seeing just how scared everyone is about this, uh, you know, liability that, that may or may not exist. I'm curious how you overcame that because you're in, not only are you in the home inspection industry, you're in Texas. And that's like a double whammy of like of inspectors being scared. I think this is a PSA for the entire industry and everyone listening to this of you're the biggest and best company in the industry and you haven't barely, you haven't had any issues with this and you're just going above and beyond for your clients. So it's refreshing as hell to hear. I wish more companies uh, took this to heart and I think took this approach. So um, thank you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really just about trying to differentiate ourselves, and it was really about my own conscience. Honestly, mm -hmm. I did I didn't feel good about uh, focusing on on risk mitigation and liability instead of focusing on my customer. And so I and I come from a hospitality industry background, so. 
my first career out of college. Uh, actually, I worked in college um, at a country club, and then my first career out of college was managing country clubs. Uh, and so that customer service was everything. And so it just didn't sit right with me to to be the, you know, the guy that just said, go, go find somebody else to look at this. I've done my job, right? Oh, Here's God. your report. I hope I never see you again. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the attitude of the industry, right? And it's a culture of your company and it's clear in the growth and the numbers. And so I think everyone should take a huge lesson from that in that doing right by the client can win in the end instead of just uh, CYA. I want to jump to Delta and Ashley in terms of the growth. Um, and the, we were talking mission and vision, right? And Ashley and Delta, you've seen this kind of evolve over the last five or even 10 years that you've been around Blake and Angela. How has that felt kind of, you know, hearing it, seeing it evolve and then seeing your own roles grow within that? Because we do have a lot of listeners that are leaders within other multi-inspector companies. Yeah, I'll say, I mean, it, it's it's been amazing. It's been an amazing wild ride. And with every with every moment that that vision has grown and expanded, I feel like everyone, my, myself and everyone on my team and everyone in the company, you can see their minds and their own personal visions expand with that. So it's, it's a really cool opportunity in that, yes, it's advancing all of our, you know, professional careers and what we're doing in our professional spheres, but it's also helping to advance everyone's personal lives as well. So everyone's growing in that way too. Um, it's, it's just been a tremendous, you know, thing to watch this happen. And, you know, I'm like, well, that we're not done now, you know, to me right now, I'm like, okay, to be the biggest privately held real estate services company in the nation. Okay, that sounds huge and that sounds amazing. And that sounds kind of like the end game, but I know knowing Blake that it's not, you know, I'm sure like this is just gonna change in the next couple of years as well. And so that's exciting too. Like what's the next vision? What's the next opportunity? I think that's what keeps people engaged. That's what keeps the brain alive. It's what gets people out of bed every day. Right. Delta, I'm sure it's different for you being in the household <laughs> and thinking about your own goals and career, right? Well, yeah, when I was growing up, it was just home inspections and pest control at one point um, in the beginning. And I honestly wanted nothing to do with it. And just because I was like, wow, home inspections, that's boring. Like who wants to do that for the rest <laughs> of their lives? Like I didn't understand the business aspect of it. Like, you know, 80%, only 20% of the business is really the actual home inspection or the service. So I went to college and I was actually a teacher um, for four or five years before I finally was like, wow, what my parents are doing is like completely out of this world. And if I don't jump in now, like it's going to totally go past me. So it was already pretty big when I joined. And as someone who was kind of on the outside for a while, because you don't see the inspectors, um, I just saw the people who were in the office, which was two or three people. So then when I joined in 2019 and I saw this whole organization, I, it's so weird. I had no clue that it was as big as it was. Um, so I was completely blown away when I joined and kind of going off what my dad talked about, his whole vision of wanting to expand the client relationship. That's why he asked me and Jeff to build this concierge service to extend that client relationship to their whole life. Once they move into that home, 
maintain the home. And then when they're ready to sell it, they use Super Inspector again. So we really started growing basically everything after the inspection as well. And so the Super Team Services side started with Jeff and I, and it's now almost at 30 people um, just in, since 2019. So I've really watched it grow and I'm, you know, it makes you like really think about the opportunities that you've created for people. And that's my favorite part of it is we've hired people who, you know, were waitresses their whole life. And now they have this amazing career opportunity and um, people who, who, what were they going to do? Like without getting a job, like this was their last chance. And so my favorite part of the growth has been seeing the growth in our people, kind of like Ashley said, the personal development that we really instill. The concierge stuff is hugely exciting. And Donnie, we'll get to you in a minute. You're, you're late, so we'll put you in the timeout box for at least <laughs> five minutes. Um, the concierge stuff, it's somewhat of a new concept to our industry, right? Not within IEB circles. I think the conversation's been had for a while. We've been thinking about it for a while. Can you break it down for, say, the inspector listening who's like, what's a concierge service? How can I, what, I'm not that. I want to interject something before you say that, sorry. Um, <laughs> I saw... Because before Ashley, I did the growth and um, and out and about in the offices, this concierge thing. In fact, I met with gay with somebody <laughs> and uh, uh, who started a company here in DFW. What I saw from concierge was just really a means of gaining data. And um, so it was more about... Um, how can we get in there and get to be part of that relationship uh, and get referrals from the agents or from, you know, get the client's information. And, and so it really was just under the guise of concierge and really they wanted to sell them alarms. That was, that's really what I saw in the, in the very beginning. Um, and so that was just their, their foot in the door. But, so our concept is way different. So go ahead. <laughs> Well, a concierge in general is just exactly what you would think of like a hotel when you go. It's just not, it's kind of different and revolutionized in where it's all can be done virtual over the phone, texting, emailing, whereas like a hotel, you sit in front of someone and they help you. But that's essentially the same concept. You sit with us on the phone, you tell us what your needs are, and we fulfill those needs for you. So in the real estate services <laughs> industry, that's specifically usually moving into a home and maintaining it. So helping you get utilities, insurance, movers, all of that stuff. And then later when you're in the home, you're going to need a handyman, you're going to need a plumber. So it's, it's being the one-stop shop for the homeowner and anything you will need from your home from foundation to the roof. Um, and yeah, in 2019, when we started, it was a little unheard of. People were very um, <laughs> cautious and suspicious of this free service that you get when you get a home inspection. Um, and now, actually, if you now when we talk to people in 2021, it's, it's kind of a norm where we are in DFW. Moving companies have concierge services. Other inspection companies have it. A lot of home warranties have it. In so some, uh, inside some offices, yeah. uh, agencies, sorry. Real estate have real estate dedicated have uh, concierge services. But we, we started it um, to 
honestly protect client data and build that relationship, like I said earlier, because what when mom said a lot of people just wanted to expand on client data and sell it to other companies. And we wanted it to, we wanted to do the opposite. We wanted to keep it all in-house and protect the client's data rather than selling it and profiting off of it from other at other people's expense. Yeah, and, and connecting found- them to trusted professionals. I mean, it gets taken right. care of the client. Otherwise, they're just Googling it, landing on a home advisor, Angie's list, and having potentially a poor experience. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the value proposition we have is, you know, finding vendors that fix things through our eyes, inspect our eyes, so that it protects their equity of their home, right? They go to sell it. It's been done right. But I remember when, like Blake was saying, you know, most, most inspectors want to hand you the report and never hear from you again, right? and let sleeping dogs lie. And I remember we got the framework together. We had enough vendor partners and we made this big, massive um, email blast to our, our previous customers, like 3,600 of them. And I'm like shaking, do I really want to hit this <laughs> send button? Are y'all ready in the office and all that? Cause you know, you're poking sleeping dogs, right? And, but Blake's like, no, if we're going to build a relationship with them, we got to be able to talk to, to people and we got to be able to, you know, engage them and if they've got complaints and whatever so yep all right you're right boom hit it and then out of all that we had maybe 15 people like oh yeah i remember you guys i never complained but i do want to say this whatever but then you learn that's an opportunity to engage them you know and turn that into a loyal customer yeah it's not being scared of the growth it's not being scared to deepen the relationship that makes me think for anyone that's used mailchimp when you used to send a mass email it would literally show the shaking sweating finger <laughs> press the button that's what that means. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, one other thing, like Ashley uh, and her team are able to use this um, as a marketing tool as well, because it does help the agent. It takes a lot off their plate. Um, you want to talk about that, Ashley? Yeah, Ashley, in, in specific too, I want to hear because some inspectors, the, the pushback will be, oh, well, my agent has a plumber. I don't want to step on their toes. I'm like, well, you could have a conversation with them and maybe communicate and then talk it out. So I want to hear, yeah, how that goes over with agents. Yeah, I mean, really, everything starts with a conversation. Um, You know, for me, I was so excited when concierge came out because I saw the value and the agents immediately saw the value as well. And so it's been so instrumental in the growth of the inspection side to be able to market concierge um, and, you know, all of the things that come along with that. And I think real estate's changing, too. You know, it's, it's so fast paced and, you know, they're looking for companies that can come out and take something off of their plate. And that's really how we started marketing it at first. You know, we would say, you know, if you use, you know, concierge, it can save you this much time and you're not going to have to sit on the phone and find these vendors. But I did have that, you know, um, I had that obstacle come up, like, well, I have my own vendors. It didn't come up often though, I'll say. Um, But when it did, it was like, great give me your vendor's number. Let me talk to your plumber. I would love to, you know, add your plumber to our concierge list. You love them so much and they're amazing. Let's get them some more business. Um, and so it's like a win-win for everyone, you know? Or we would, yeah, or we just tell the agent, give us your list. We'll put it in your notes and we'll connect your people to your, to your for no cost. Right. You know, because you're locking in that agent to use you again as an inspection. Absolutely. It just really helps build that trust. You're sitting there caring about not only them and their time, but their buyer or their seller and what's happening to them, you know, even from the point where they let them go and they're living in the home, 
you know, we're still caring for their client. And so that's really important. Um, it really helps to retain, you know, these top real estate agents that we have on board. And I think too, you know, bringing it back to the vision, we have a very expanded vision. And so it's kind of, you can liken it to, oh, if you dress like a million bucks, people are going to believe you. You know, we're walking out and like presenting ourselves like, I mean, we are, you know, million bucks. And so these top producing real estate agents want to attach and tether themselves to us. They see our vision, they buy into it. They see that we're, you know, building other brands and other companies and they, they love it. They want to be a part of something big. I love this. And I, I think you're adding value. And let's be honest, most agents don't want this on their plate. It, it, it's extra phone calls. It, some of them see it as liability. And I bet you 95% don't even have a solid vendor list that they keep up with and that they maintain quality on. Um, how was the build out of the vendor list? Like, how did that go? Was co Were companies pitching you all? Were you going out and finding high quality providers? Because that, that in itself is like a couple full-time jobs, right? Jeff, do you want to start with that? Since you got Maybe. the first big, you you guys yeah, got well, the you big just, fish. Well, you would just call and find that, you know, so you, usually you're watching, like, for instance, electrical. I would see, uh, when I was inspecting, I'd see certain stickers on panels. I'm like, this one's done right. This one's done right. So when I got in the office and I was like, I want to call these people. I went and met them, you know, and talked to them. And I see where you guys do right. We'd love to have you as a partner. And you'd pitch them. And then you just kind of, what we would do is not, not we would say, well, we're working towards an agreement, but let's just try this together. No money's exchanged, whatever. I'll send you clients. If it works for you, it works for us. We'll check in each other's values out. You know, you call the customer right away. And then we would circle back around and have to try and get an agreement with them and move forward. But it would just, you know, you just open up the conversation. And so sometimes we tried to have a bare bones list. And then we just, it was driven by need. If we got a call that, okay, we don't have that person. All right, let's go find it. We'd start researching Delta column, whatever. I mean, just this is what we do now. Different markets that we expand to. Have you all over, ever overwhelmed a partner because of your volume that you do? Have you ever had a partner be like, guys, I, I can't handle any more business? <laughs> yeah, we have um, one, a couple HVAC companies. Um, we actually just had to find another moving company because they had to raise their prices and they couldn't handle our volume. So... We have done that in the past, um, but I would say that the first step would be to, yeah, finding a really good moving company, a really good home insurance company that you can partner with and a great, how you're going to get those utilities set up. That was kind of what um, the framework that we started with. And then, like Jeff said, you kind of go with your needs from there. And now we have a vendor relations um, growth rep that finds the vendors. So we're not constantly having to search. And we do have people who call and say, how can we get on your vendor list? We've heard about this and we want to join. So that, that part's been really cool to watch that part grow. I love it. Donnie. We always just say yes. We have a yes mindset in our company. So somebody called and where they want moved from Montana Delta. <laughs> Well, in the back in 2019, one of the first really big asks we got was um, they he was a scientist that lived in Montana and he had five boa constrictors and all of their food. 
Um, Which were rats and mice. Rats, mice, and guinea pigs. And he needed that moved from Montana to Texas. And I never thought I would need an exotic species mover, but you know, can't take snakes on a plane. So <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> yeah, we see how that turns out. So then we just said, sure, we can find that for you. Took me about a day, but we found it and hooked him up and he's living in Texas with his snakes hopefully far away from me but it makes for an amazing story right it's kind of like right. your, your zappos story of when they ordered pizza for someone that called in because they said they do whatever it takes to please the customer you know it's a, it makes for amazing stories donnie you've been patiently waiting let's uh Appreciate everyone you waiting on me i was actually on the line with a client and had to wrap that call up before i could come on board here best reason possible best reason possible um <laughs> We're everyone just introed themselves, kind of said what they did, um, kind of how long they've been with the company, and then uh, we can we can keep bouncing around. All right. Uh, so I'm Donnie Autry. I'm the director of field services for Super Inspector. I've been with the company for uh, this July 10th was five years, and I was an inspector out there on my own for about a year before that. Right on. And we've worked closely together over the years. Our team loves you, um, you know, every time you write in. So you're, you're usually interfacing with our team and, and the inspectors out in the field, right? So you're, you're dealing with the day-to-day -day in the field. Yes. Yeah. We've had, we've developed a pretty close relationship and you folks have been real responsive to our needs. And uh, Inspectora really was a, a game changer for our company. Right on. How has the growth been on your side of the fence uh, in terms of, I'm sure, so many new faces? people going all over the state, like how have you handled the growth? <laughs> well, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's really not how I handled it, but how the team handled it. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without all the support that I've had behind me and Blake and Angela just pouring into me, uh, developing me as a leader, but, you know, the whole team. Uh, I, I never imagined myself in the position that I'm in and I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the uh, hard work that Blake and Angela put into developing their leadership. This prompts a question for me because you all are wonderful. You, you guys clearly attract top tier talent. How has your interview process and prospecting changed over time? Because you clearly get first class people. You know, it's definitely evolved. And uh, I, I usually take a firsthand um uh, action. No, that's not it. Um, I am involved in most of the hiring except mm -hmm. Donnie's guys, but in the beginning I was that person. Um, I just, uh, you know, I think we got lucky a hundred times. You got lucky a hundred times <laughs> in the beginning because, you know, I just had, I, I didn't have a lot of, uh, background in hiring. Although uh, my, what I did before this was uh, recruiting for, um, I was a district coordinator for AFLAC. So I did recruit and train uh, new agents. Okay. But, um, but that, you know, that, that was different. Um, that was a hundred percent commission. That was a, a, just a grind. You know, there's anybody who was alive was a good candidate. So um, maybe that's an overstatement, but anyways, so I really kind of got lucky in the beginning. Um, but, uh, you know, all the guys, Travis and Matt and Bill and Robert and Brandon, who came on board in the first couple of years, 
they're still here. Pretty much everybody's still here. And uh, I think it, because this industry just lends itself to a steady, reliable person. Um, they're just good, solid people. Uh, now we use um, uh, Bergflow's Pivot Ready Teams and uh, Acumax okay. system. And it's very involved. So uh, we really uh, get to know people um, through a series of interviews and a team approach. Um, and so uh, we broke it down. Each of our divisions, you know, has a growth operations and services. And, and we know exactly who, before we hire, we put a position profile together. We know what we're looking for. We know how we want them to communicate. We know how uh, we want them to show up. And uh, I mainly stay involved just because I because this is our family business. And I always tell them, you know, this is our family business. And we want to see if your values align with our values. And once you join the family, you can't leave. So I want to make sure that you're family worthy. <laughs> But, uh, well, it's gotten more sophisticated, Kevin, in terms of how we go about it, but the spirit of it has remained the same a lot. Because you used to meet with Blake and Angela at their dining room table and talk with you because they wanted to get to know your spirit, like she's saying. And then you'd have to ride out with Blake because we would hire for spirit. We're building relationships with clients and, and, um, and real estate agents. So you know, he wanted a gentle kind of spirit, not a, you know, and you can teach somebody how to inspect but it's hard to find that right spirit. So that's the, and so we still look for that first behavior attributes, principles and spirit before we worry, worry about the tactics of the actual job role. We just have to get more sophisticated. Yeah, we can teach and Acumax that. is a big, so we hire slow, fire fast, like a lot of people, but it's still, that, it's still that spirit that we're looking for. I have to say to Angela, you're so humble and you're like, I think we just got lucky in the beginning. You know, I don't think that that's it at all. I think that because I was interviewed by the both of you, I think that, you know, in the beginning, and you still do, and we all do at this point, do such an excellent job with really presenting that vision. And you're so excited and you're so passionate about it, what that looks like. And because of that, you have the ability to attract top talent, you know, and say, hey, maybe we're not here yet, but this is where we're going. And so I think that's a lot of it. Uh, and th that attracting top talent um, makes my job a lot easier. You know, when, when we first started growing and, and decided to make this push to, to really get, um, you know, to be the biggest and the best, um, I had a hard time finding inspectors because, you know, you got to convince a guy, you know, why does he want to come to work for you? And this week alone, I probably had four or five resumes sent to me that people that just have heard of us and, and what we're doing, and they just want to come to work for us. They just want to be part of the team. And, uh, you know, growing with this with this group of people, uh, Angela said something one time that just really stuck with me. She said, we are a customer service company, and we happen to do inspections. And that was like a big mind shift for me uh, to go from the, like Blake said, the here's your report, don't call me, you know, to... Uh, to actually following up with clients and making sure that everything's okay and, and going a step above and beyond. Uh, you know, our guys, when they pull up on location, they send a text message to their clients to, just to let them know they're there just to, because these people are, you know, they're, 
their anxiety is high. And when we send them a text message, say, hey, I'm here, I'm about to start. It's like, okay, everything's going good. Everything's on track. You know, so just trying to put yourself in the customer's right. shoes and, uh, and meeting their expectations that they haven't even related to you yet, just to anticipate those expectations uh, is a big part of what we do. I love that quote. Love that Angela quote there. Cause that, that's from Zappos. You know, I think they said that as well. I've said that to our team. I think that's why our companies align so much is that, that it is a mentality. You have to live it every day. Sorry. I, so I came up with that. <laughs> we'll give you credit. We'll give you credit in the footnotes. Okay. In the beginning, well, I was going to say Donnie's a great example of an individual who's given opportunity and he can speak to it. He's shy about it, but he'll, it's changed his life, right? Talk about it, Donnie. Changed okay. his life, and then yeah. generationally in his family, it changed his family's life. Absolutely. So, you know, when I when I first started working for Super Inspector, I, I'd been out there on my own for about a year, and, and a friend of mine had told me about Blake and Angela, and said I needed to call them, and I kind of resisted it, wanted to you know try to do it on my own. When I finally did succumb and, and went and interviewed with Blake, I joke about this all the time, but I was sitting in their living room uh, doing an interview with Blake and. I know I kept looking over at the office, but the phone was just blowing up. And I'm like, you're the reason I'm not getting any business in Denton because I was working everywhere but Denton County. Uh, and they just had it locked down. So, uh, and, you know, just the growth of it and the values of the company. I have uh, one of my daughters is an inspector. Uh, one of my sons an inspector in training. He does a lot of our, you know, whatever we need him to do. And then I have another son-in-law that's also an inspector for the company. So I'm, I'm trying to take over one family member at a time. But I think Blake's on to me. He won't let me <laughs> do that anymore. No, I, I just, you know, yeah, I, you know I, I just love the company and I believe in it so much that I try to get my own children involved because I know where we're going. I know that the model that we have is a longevity, you know, it, it's going to have longevity. And, uh, you know, super inspector will be around long after I'm retired and not doing it anymore. And I want my children to be along for that ride. So, and it's been good for my whole family. Uh, my, my wife is super inspector's biggest cheerleader. She's always talking about super inspector to her friends, not just what we do, but just the, the value of the company and, and how it's changed our lives. Donnie, I appreciate you sharing that. I personally believe more solo inspectors need to consider this as a career path and a growth path, folding in with a with a large multi um, because of the opportunity and how much they can grow their career and not have to deal with all of the headaches that you know come with, you know, being a solo, solo shop. All right, y'all, that's episode one. And like I said, there's tons of info in there. We talked a little bit about the concierge services, and I want to comment on that real quick before I get you on to part two. I think what they're doing is way ahead of the game. And uh, it's something we've been thinking about Spectora. Connecting home buyers to trusted contractors is the way of the future. I truly believe that's where this industry is going and needs to go. And so I want you to really wrap your head around this as you're watching both parts of this episode and listen to how they're doing it, to how they're talking about it. And it just makes sense the way they talk about it. That's why I love them. The way they simply talk about it in terms of listening to their customers, having done the research, and then just providing what they need and working with all parties, it just makes sense. And it's uh, it's something they've been thinking about for a long time. It's something we've been thinking about for a long time. So check out part two. I'll link to it here um, and enjoy. <laughs>